Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show Podcast, the first of 2019. On today's show, we learn about mental health and why it's an important part of physical education in our schools. Also teeing up the second half of the MJHL season with Kevin Surrett in the MJHL report. Plus my journey to play on every outdoor hockey rink in Winnipeg. Wish me luck. That's all on the podcast. I'm joined in studio by Matt Trudeau and Caden Thompson. They are co-chairs of, and there is no easier way to say this, the Manitoba Physical and Health Education Teacher Education Student Leadership Conference. Did I get that right? Nailed it. Nailed it. All right, well, welcome to the show. And you've got a conference coming up. You're co-chairs of this conference coming up at the end of January. Matt, tell me what it's about. Um, really, it's a annual conference that gets happened uh, that happens between the universities of Brandon, uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, and now uh, Regina. Um, and then basically, it's just morally for physical educators or future physical educators. And we host a conference or a day um, based off of a certain theme. So this year, it's movement for mental health. And then basically, the whole day there's keynote speakers, you know, a lunch. Um, breakout activities where it's morally based around mental health and ways to cope with it, uh, identify it, you know, and all that. So are you both students then? Uh, yes, we are. We're both uh, physical edu- students, uh, education students at the U of M. Okay. So why the focus on mental health this year, Caden? Um, I think more and less that we've, well, I've identified being in the classroom at, uh, a couple of times and what we've identified through Matt and I identified through our classes is just kind of the lack of mental health coverage and learning about it through our classes and how to identify it once we get into the classroom. And I think it's such a big topic right now through sports uh, in schools, everything that we just thought that what's, what's a better conference idea than mental health and help future, future educators with uh, identifying it and coping with it. So Matt, what, I guess, what is the problem right now with the way it's taught Perhaps not really it's talk because I feel like it's maybe not talked about enough, perhaps. Okay. And I think now, obviously, now it's more trending within society. And, you know, now there's Bell Let's Talk days. There's more events going on revolving around it, so that's good. That's It's a m- step forward for sure. But I feel like in just in school in general, I mean, in phys ed class, I feel like you don't really get, you get to, you know, be active, and that's great. And that's a great way I've that we've found out that it's, how you relieve stress mm-hmm. or cope with anxiety, whatever illness you may have. It can be a distraction. Have. Exactly, and it's a great day. I know you're at school, sometimes it's long, it's eight hours a day, and I don't know, in normal classrooms, you just sit there and you kinda, you're kind of you not really a voice, but I feel like it's you can see it more in phys ed class where you know a kid might be sad or feels excluded, so it's important for us to have the tools in order to help them. And You have this... this- athletes in your class who excel in phys ed and feel really comfortable in that situation and uh, they're easy to jump in programs all that kind of stuff, the, the athletes, but we're kind of also thinking about the, the students who don't feel, feel so comfortable in uh, that program and how you can get them involved and how that peers in your class can help them, all that kind of stuff. So when you're in a class, everyone's just like that. It's a big team, right? So like if you're one person excelling and they feel like someone else is deselling. Like you're, you're only as strong as your weakest player, so you can bring them up, and it's more of like a whole team effort. Is this like a high school setting, elementary school? Is it both? I mean, the conference targeted towards future physical educators already, educators in the uh, career now, but 
basically it's ways on how to include our experiences from the conference into your classrooms in the future because um, there's always stressful times around the school year. So it's good for us as physical educators to include that within our classrooms around exams or such, do activities that can just help relieve stress for some. And I don't know, maybe it could be great hobbies that some can adjust to and just take up on their own. Is it also something where you want to make sure teachers are equipped to just even talk to people. It doesn't have to be surrounding the sport, but just go up to someone and say, is everything good? Exactly. That's exactly what we're trying to do, kind of. Okay. So how many people are going to be at this conference, Matt? Um, I was also on the organizing committee for it last year, and we hosted at the OVM again. Um, And we had, I think, registered was around 70, but then... That participate, I think we had over 100 mm. um, because we had some education students here at the U of N that also part took in some of the activities, but not the full day because of their classes. Mm-hmm. But this year we're hoping to even bump up that number. I mean, we're trying to get um, some good attraction to the conference to make people want to you know, get involved and experience our event. Good. So if people want to discover this event... Obviously, uh, it's geared towards physical educators, but is there like a sign-up process for this? I mean, yeah, you could sign up. Um, we have an email that is on our website on the U of M, but also I could pull it up right now. Is it P-H-E-S-L-C at umanitoba.ca? Yes, that is still it. Um, you could, if you have any questions, that's where I'd gear your information to, or your questions towards. Um, but if not, we do have the a link to like a it's a it's on the U of M website where you sign up for it, mm-hmm. and then basically from there you you can pay online, and then it um, tells you to register. Just ask for your name, basic information, and then that's kind of how you can register, or you can register the day of if you need be. So taking the experiences that you guys are going to be talking about, what the focuses of this are, how will that impact the way that you look at your education going forward before you graduate, and then eventually getting into the career of this? Um, I think it's more just being a, more aware of mental health in the classroom. Um, I think even when I kind of uh, was going through elementary school and all that kind of stuff, uh, there wasn't really a lot of resources available to students. So we're trying to get awareness out there most more likely, um, trying to get as many people out to the conference, um, talking about mental health, just getting more comfortable with it in all aspects. I think that, um, Mental health is just much of a health as a as bad as physical health, but I think it's not talked about as much. So I think that's what we're trying to gear it towards more. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's you know obviously mental health sometimes for the most part is not visible compared to like you say some strongly as physical health or something. But it's just great to also be able to build that relationship with your students um, because that, I think that's super important throughout the curriculum that we're learning at university. In one of my classes, we had a few physical educators um, that are in schools right now. They came in, they explained their experiences with mental health and then what they're doing to make a change in their schools. And then, like, they have full-on days now where they're, you know, just setting up even walks with other schools and they're just having a day to themselves. Um, And there's spirit weeks and stuff devoted to those types of days. So it's great to see that there's already a step forward, so that's why we want to spread the word on to do exactly what they're doing, you know, just to be an ally for students is just so important nowadays, and yeah, so really building that relationship with your students is just crucial. 
We're joined now by Kevin Surrett, Director of Operations for the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. How was your break, Kevin? It was good. Yeah, it was it was nice to to get away and get your mind off hockey for, for a week or so. And I think the league in general, it was things are starting to get pretty ramped up um by the end by that last weekend in December before the break started and and there's been a lot of pressure with the season being so competitive that it's been that I think everyone needed a little break and and tonight everyone well we have one game back but tonight's the start of of the second half essentially and it looks to be like it's going to be an exciting one for us. Yeah, December very busy between the showcase and the World Junior A Challenge for you specifically. Uh, I don't think I've talked since the showcase. How did that go for the league? Went really well. Yeah, we had uh, it was at a new location this year at Seven Oaks, which is which is a great spot, and and we had a few changes with the showcase where we didn't have any overlapping games, so the games were just back to back to back. Uh, we went a day longer, and, and overall, we had more Division One scouts there than than we've had before, and NHL scouts there in Western Hockey League, and and everyone seemed to to really enjoy the quality of play. And I know that a lot of players were talked to, you know, during, before, after the games, and and overall for us, it was a, a very positive event. It's it's our main event, and we're we're happy with how it went this year. It's it's we think there'll be a lot of guys that are are going to be signing commitments or moving on to, to higher levels and you know in the next few months and, and next season and that's a big event for them to to help with that process for the teams that participated in this showcase was it a bit unusual for them to play so many games in a compressed schedule like that um well we've been doing it for 10 years now so most it's it's a little bit unusual, but I mean, most teams play two, two games on a weekend, where there's there's some travel involved. So, I guess the biggest thing that it affects some teams is that some teams would play at one o'clock during the showcase, where you know usually they play at seven. But young uh, guys and with them, there's they still watching them and eyes on them. That. Um, adrenaline and and overall there, there's no issue with with getting ready for those types of games. So let's look ahead now to the second half of the schedule. Uh, most teams have played 36 games. There's a couple 37s, 38, 39, somewhere in that ballpark. So you've got Portage in first place right now with 58 points, Swan Valley in second with 53, and Steinbach with 50. In your mind is that kind of the top three you thought you'd see at this point going into the season? You know what? I don't think it was, to be honest. Uh, I think um, you know Portage and, and Swan Valley. I, I didn't, wouldn't have had, had them pegged where they're at, one and two to to start the season. They would have been definitely in the mix. But you know, it's it's great to see. It's Portage just seems to be perennial, perennially a top team and Blake Spiller does a great job with that program. And I think they're the youngest team in our league this year, which is a real testament to where they're at. Um, you know, you have, you have a real log jam from, from third place to, you know, even eighth, ninth place where there's only seven points separating. So it's, it's going to be really competitive down the stretch. You know, I, I, I think Portage Swan and Steinbach have separated themselves a little bit from the pack, but 
you know, there's a lot of lot of teams in the mix that, you know, that can go on a run and all of a sudden they're right there. So it's it makes for a competitive environment. It makes for a good atmosphere for the for these players to, to develop in and it's it also helps the coaches. They gotta be prepared every single night. There's no easy games in this league this year and it's been like that the last three, four years where it's been this tight, but but it, it really just creates that, you know, you got to be ready to go every single night. you got to be prepared on and off the ice, and, and that's all you can ask for when you're trying to develop quality hockey players. So I mentioned on the show a few weeks ago that I was going to try to visit every single outdoor hockey rink in Winnipeg. I'm thinking the community centers rinks is what I'm, I guess, focusing on because people probably have rinks in their yards. I'm not talking about those. I guess the forks would count too, even though it's not technically a city-owned rink, but I should do those. I've done four so far. New Year's Day yesterday, I braved the cold, and mainly I was just bored. So I went to Crescentwood, I went to River Heights, and I went to Sir John Franklin. River Heights is great. I think it was the best one I've been to so far. And this morning I went to Sir Isaac Brock. There was a pretty good layer of snow on it from last night, so that made it a little challenging. I didn't have a shovel, so... That's fine. I wasn't looking to do anything crazy anyway, but it's a great way to explore parts of the cities I haven't been to before because I've, I've been here for, you know, close to four years now and I've biked around and I've rollerbladed around. So I've seen some of these areas once or twice before, but you know, I've spent very little time in Transcona, spent very little time in the Kildonans, basically East of the Red River, I haven't been to a whole lot. The North End, I haven't spent much time there. So, you know, I'd, I'll drop into these areas once a while when I was a news reporter to do a story, but that's about it. And I've got all the, I've got the list in front of me of all the community centers, and there's so many I haven't heard of or seen before. So it's going to be fun. And I, I shared this on Twitter, and some people said, hey, I'll join you for a game. I'm going to be doing a lot of these in the mornings on weekdays because that's my kind of spare time. Start the sh- shift preparing for this show around noon, one o'clock. And so I've got the the morning to go out and skate. And you know what? I know it was super cold yesterday. I had to bundle up. Tomorrow it's going to be above zero. Friday it's going to be above zero. That's kind of hoodie skating weather. That's beautiful. That's perfect. So I'm going to maybe try to pick off as many as I can over the next two or three days. Because trying to hit 85 in two and a half months is a lot if you do the math. So wish me luck. You can follow my progress on Twitter at CJOB Christian. I'm taking a picture of every rink I go to, a little comment on what the conditions were. Follow me through this journey. And I'll be updating it on this show as well. Potentially 16, 17, 18-year-olds to the Western Hockey League or USHL. So to me... We lost him. All right. Well, Kevin is, uh, was there, and now he's gone. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes.